All right, welcome back. We have another episode, and I'm super excited to be with Mary Turner. She is a, an amazing nurse and woman who has a background that's very varied, and she's a reader of a book that influenced me early on in my entrepreneurial journey back when I thought I was going to be a social, no, back when I thought I was going to be a virtual assistant. I took a virtual assistant course and one of the recommended readings was the E-Myth. So Mary, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Of course, of course. So um, Mary is the CEO of Therapeutic Professionals, and this is a multi-service organization serving healthcare professionals by offering CPR and continuing education for professional development, recruiting placement services for career advancement, business consulting to healthcare workers seeking to become entrepreneurs, massage therapy for stress management, nurse retreats for holistic healing, and self-care. Wow. (laughs) Those are a lot of people that you help. That's awesome. So just in our brief chat before I hit record, you mentioned that you have been in the entrepreneurial game for how many years? At least 18. At least 18. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I started off with a staffing agency and that kind of turned into all of these other businesses. So a question that I have usually been asking is like, how did you start your journey? Because usually people have been, and I'm not necessarily a fan of folks who only do one thing. I think humans are multidimensional and no one's going to always be one thing, always be a nurse, always be a consultant, always be, we have a variety of different things that we do, like your background shows. So like, how did you get your start in entrepreneurship? Was it, did you sell cookies as a kid? Did you start selling makeup, you know, in nursing school? Tell me more about your start. Well, I started, when I think about it, in junior achievement. When I was in like the third or fourth grade, we had an organization. It was a nonprofit organization. Really, their purpose was to keep children busy and occupied until their parents came home. So we would go there and create a business. And that's where I really started. Awesome. Awesome. So how did you get into nursing? I was in the Air Force and I was a medic and I watched as the nurses performed all of the wonderful tasks that they did and I thought I could do it. And so while in the military, I went to nursing school. I didn't even really go to nursing school. I went to the University of Texas Health Science Center. Part of their FLEX program is designed for medics that are in the military that already do a lot of the skills that nurses do, but they are not allowed to do it on the outside because you're protected under the government and under the authority of the Air Force. And so I challenged most of the courses besides the management courses and then got my BS in in nursing Uh, back in the 80s. Okay. So what problem would you say that you solve? Well, I would say there are two problems that I solve. I consider myself myself to be an expert in overwhelm. Being an EMIT certified business coach, when I first started that journey, I did it because I wasn't overwhelmed myself. And so After I e-myth my business, I learned that I was an expert at overwhelm because it was something that I had to overcome myself. Mm -hmm. And so after you e-myth your business, did you think, hey, I want to help other people with it? Is is that what you made you look into certification? 
What actually had me look into certification was I started a medical staffing agency and it blew up overnight. Literally, I would go to hospitals and clinics and doctor's offices and say, hey, please sign my contract so I can send nurses to you. And then it turned into them saying no. And within about six months, every staff uh, hospital in the city of Houston was sending me contracts and wanting me to send our nurses to them. It was mm-hmm. a instant success. So, and, okay, go ahead. Yeah, and so as a part of that, people were coming to me, how did you do it? And asking me all types of questions. And I started doing a little bit of consulting. And what I found was I, I didn't feel like I had the expertise to give them a well-rounded opinion. It was based only on my experience. So I decided to get my certification as an EMIT coach. Gotcha. So going back to the nurse staffing agency and how it got off the ground for you, you said that because, you know, we, a lot of different nurses who are listening to this and they may decide to, they may be in the process of starting their nurse staffing firm agency. And you said that you walked into hospitals and said, what? Tell me about how you got your contracts. Please let my nurses come. <laughs> Please let my nurses come. <laughs> and really what happened was there was one particular weekend, I'll never forget it. And it must have been a really busy weekend at several hospitals because we got calls. These mm-hmm. are agent, you know, hospitals that never called us and their staffing office was calling us, hey, do you have any nurses? And we were able to fulfill their requests. And that's how we really got our foot on, in the door because when no one else was able to provide nurses, we were. Hmm. And then next thing you know, I, I started getting emails and contracts uh, that previously were off limits to me. And it was, okay, just sign the dotted line mm-hmm. and you're in. And when I, so how did you source your nurses? I was a, a, a nurse and I, my specialty was neonatal ICU. And so I had lots of friends that were nurses and I just approached them. I'm starting a medical staffing agency and I was wondering if it's something you think you might be interested in for some part-time income. And one person told another and before you know it, I had over 200 nurses. Mm. So word of mouth works, huh? It does. Wow, that's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing the practical um, marketing tips. And I love demystifying it. Um, My introduction to entrepreneurship was by way of family and friends. And I have a very like down to earth view of marketing. And so when I see these gurus out here saying that you need to live your life on Snapchat and have all sorts of sales funnel animations, animations, automations in order to get clients, I'm like, that might be true, but for the person who's just starting out, they may think they have to have a team of 12 before they can even start to get the word out about their business. And that's just not true. People have been marketing since the dawn of time without all of these, you know, all of this technology and tools and stuff. So thank you so much for sharing um, and yeah. demystifying how you got the word out about your nurse staffing firm agency. Yeah, so, I just think that business is personal. And so it's all about building those relationships and people do business with people that they trust. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of difficult with mass marketing. And I know there's an opportunity there, but the real connections are the ones that translate into dollars and cents. Wow. 
I'm going to have to pause on that. And, you know, I should have told my listeners you need to get a pen and paper because I have my pen and paper here. <laughs> I am taking notes and I'm going to have to go back and listen. Well, I go back and listen to all episodes, but I'm definitely going to be listening to this one again. That was a gem right there. So thank you for saying that. Um, and it's something that I've seen larger companies, they get a concept that I love is called the Dream 100 effort. And it was coined by somebody who was a business partner of Warren Buffett. And he was doubling sales year after year for several divisions of a company. And long story short, how he did it, it was by developing strategic relationships with people with their best buyers, as well as people who had the audience of their best buyers. So, you know, it wasn't about, again, like all these complicated mass marketing, we need to get ourselves in Forbes and on the TV. It wasn't, it wasn't any of that, but they were able to double sales years after years as a business partner of someone who earns multiple billions of dollars. And so that works in real life. And I really want, you know, people who are just starting out and not, didn't necessarily go to school to learn marketing, just to know that it's really easier than I think some gurus make it to believe. So yeah. <laughs> kind of got, got off on that topic. But, um, <laughs> but tell me about like, so what, so tell me about like, what problem do you solve? So related to, well, we sort of answered that what you do related to your e-myth or your business coaching, you help get people out of overwhelm. Um, how do you, how do clients find you for that service? Mostly word of mouth. So I do nurse coaching, a board certified nurse coach through the American Holistic Nurses Credentialing Corporation. And so I'm a part of a lot of nurse organizations and you build those relationships and you start having conversations and then one thing leads to another and you end up coaching people. Or I own an American Heart Association training center. It's a national training center for people who want to become CPR, ACLS instructors. And so through that, there are mostly healthcare providers and again, building relationships and one thing leads to another. And before you know it, they're asking you for advice or assistance in their business. Also, I do continuing education classes. I do a nurse's retreat. As a matter of fact, it's coming up annually. If I could throw that plug out there, it's coming up next month. And it's really through business relationships that I've gotten most of my clients. It's not no uh, funnel system, although we do have a system where when we have one person come in as a healthcare provider, then we share with them some of the other services that we need because we consider ourselves to be a one-stop shop for healthcare professionals where they can get everything they need pertaining to every aspect of their life. Oh, wow. I love that. I love that. So related to that, like what do people have to look forward to by making you their one-stop shop? So if you could take me through, you know, your ideal, I don't want to say your ideal client, but the people who you have like the best, you know, results for, what do they typically come to you in need of and what do they end up walking away with? Well, I would say a lot of people that come to me, they may not be able to put a word to it. And the word that I use is overwhelm. These are individuals that started a business that envisioned themselves having a lot of freedom. And what they got was a job that takes all of their time. Or someone who 
feels as a business owner, they're out of control. And these are also those individuals that feel like they need to have their hands in on everything. They're, they want to control everything down to the smallest details. Or the work that they really in, enjoy doing is now something that they dread. So instead of having that passion to get up and go and do whatever it is that they do every day, they no longer enjoy it. Their work has become something that they dread. Mm. Yeah, they're exhausted. They're overwhelmed. And so I, first of all, I help them to see that there's another way that they can be doing things. And through that, I help them to transform not only who they're being, but through this tr transformative process, they actually can transform their business and end up having a business that they love. Awesome. Awesome. That's something I have seen before and that fortunately my loved ones have, have warned me about early on. I was first introduced to entrepreneurship in high school. Well, before that, but like officially um, online business in high school and the person who ended up doing, who did the virtual assistant course that I took said that, you know, they've part, they, as virtual assistants, they help various people with their business. And that's something that they saw as somebody who was a supporter that these CEOs out here are living in businesses that they built, that they hate. And so that's one of the reasons I definitely encourage folks to look into getting support, whether it's a business coach or someone on Fiverr to help you with stuff because there are there's no reason to go at it alone or spend like four hours on YouTube trying to figure out how to move a button on your website. You know, in this day and age, there's just really no need for that. So yeah. So and I'm here also to fight obscurity and help nurses to be seen as a pivotal contributor to the industry. Let's talk about actionable tips. You already gave so many. What would you say to somebody who is starting a new chapter and is looking to get new clients and or? If they're starting a new business, I would have to say, go get the book, E-Myth Revisited. And I know I, I speak from a biased standpoint, and yet it's one that will help any and everybody in any industry that's serious about starting a business. It has you to be, begin to question your why. Why do you want to start the business? What is your ultimate goal and your passion? And to look at it from the eyes of a business owner, because most people look at it through the eyes of the technician. And so I'm sure you probably remember as one who has already read the book, it talks about those three people that live inside of us. Only most of the time, the person making the decisions in the business is the technician, the person that's really good at the technical work. So for example, let's say if I'm a hairstylist and I'm really good at styling hair and customers love me and I start this business well, it's great if you're the technician and you're doing the hair in the business, but what happens when it's time to do the accounting and finance and the inventory to make sure you have supplies and the cleaning and you become exhausted being everything in your business. And so learning to operate from the CEO perspective versus the technician because when you are a business owner and your business can't function without you, you just have a job. You don't have a business. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and lots of newbies, even some established business owners work themselves literally because they're still operating as a technician in their business. And the goal is to work on your business, not in it. Facts all day long. Facts all day long. And one of the actually a connection, another connection point with kind of goes into my next question I have for you. Chet Holmes, the author of The Ultimate Sales Machine and the guy who coined the Dream 100 concept, where it's not about being everywhere, it's about being with the 100, your 100 best clients and or referral partners. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about strategic partnerships. And oh, I said it because the author of The E-Myth and Chet Holmes, um, I don't quote me, but I feel like he did the foreword of The Ultimate Sales Machine. I have to go back, but they're connected somehow. Um, But, um, and they both talk about partnerships and such. So tell me about partnerships. Like how have strategic partnerships helped you grow your business, help you increase your revenue? Or have you been doing your business in a vacuum all by yourself? (laughs) Um, (laughs) tell Tell me more about strategic partnerships and collaborations. Well, for me, I believe that collaboration helps you to work smart, not hard. And when you have multiple heads, you come up with a better product because we all think differently. And so it's all a creative process. And one of the strategic partnerships that I have right now is with the American Heart Association, for example. And if it had not been for my partnership with the American Heart Association, I wouldn't have sites in 12 states across the United States. I'd probably just be here in Houston. And it's through that collaboration with them, more people are served. Mm -hmm. Also, a new thing is with the American Holistic Nurses Association, I'm the chapter leader, and we have tons of entrepreneurs in this group. And we're all collaborating and talking about each other's different vision and job or business opportunity. And it's a place where you can really learn. So nobody is, I don't care how long you've been in business, nobody is free from learning new information or better ways of doing things. We don't know it all. Uh, But those relationships allow us to feel free to share information because we trust each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's a, to me, that's a beautiful collaboration. Absolutely. And if you don't mind, I I would love to demystify those two collaborations as well without, you know, giving details on, you know, contracts or stuff that you can't necessarily share. Did you just wake up one morning with the collaboration with the American Heart Association? Or do you remember uh, the steps of how that collaboration came to be? Most of the collaborations that I've had, at least the successful ones, was as a result of asking, just picking up the phone and asking. And they had a choice. They could say yes or they could say no. And I had a choice to ask. And for many years, I was afraid to ask for what I wanted. And so they say a closed mouth can't be fed. You have to start off by asking. And by asking, doors sometimes will open up. There are no guarantees, but it's certainly one guarantee. If you don't ask, you won't have. Mm. Wow. You know, we could do a whole another podcast episode on this last part right here. There are so many people who 
there's a quote and I will find the quote and I have it like on my Facebook profile that opportunities aren't clouds floating in the sky. They're attached to humans. And so anytime someone needs a new opportunity, there is a human in their life that they need to meet or they need to be introduced to or they need to find. So thank you for, again, demystifying that process because there are people who see folks that have collaborations like with the American Heart Association or um, an organization like the American Holistic Nurses Association and think, oh, well, that person just might must have been fortunate or they just woke up one day and bumped into this situation. But you said that you asked, that you observed, you probably observed them, you probably noticed the problem. You probably, you know, work with them in some way. You probably volunteered to join their organization and showed up at events and then eventually just had a conversation about a need that you observed. I don't know. Um, but I'm just imagining in my head that this is how it works out. Yes. Um, am I in the ballpark? Or Yes. No, I'm spot on. Spot okay. on. All right. All right. So listeners, please see that, you know, again, we just went through the steps of, you know, how you can uh, get a collaboration with somebody that you feel or think that you might be able to help. I might, I'm going to link to a video, the dream 100, where I talk about um, that as well as another video for those who follow Tony Robbins. Um, there is a video about the guy who has partnered with him, how he quote got Tony Robbins. And that's a philosophy that I have too. It's like, no one is ungettable. Nobody is ungettable. Uh, even Oprah, Oprah has a team of hundreds and there is probably somebody on their team who is struggling with some project, something they have to do in their job. And they would love to know that you're, you exist to solve their particular problem. And, you know, that blog post that you have out, that live video that you have out, that YouTube video, that talk that you gave and that podcast interview that you did somewhere might cross their path of somebody who works for the Oprah's team, right? So I definitely am also a proponent of having a body of work out there that can be found <laughs> um, and reference, you know, too, of course, that, you know, that you actually do exist. So thank you so much for sharing all of this. I don't know when this will be released, but in case I do make it in time for your retreat coming up, how many years have you been doing your nurse retreat? Just curious. This is the third year. So this came about because I was looking at all the nurses that are in overwhelm and one of the solutions is self-care. And so I said, well, I don't really see anybody out there doing retreats for nurses. You see a lot of retreats and they're extremely expensive or you have to travel overseas and there are nice vacation getaways. But how can you bring a group of like-minded individuals in for a shared purpose where they can really be pampered and unplug and not worry about the cell phone? And so I created a retreat and I said, well, what is there for me to do but to do it and then ask and see who will show up, who will say yes. I love it. And again, listeners, oh my goodness, Mary has learned so many different things or she decided, so she made the choice to go about learning so many different things. Mary did not wake up knowing how to run CPR training centers. <laughs> she did not wake up with that information in her head or she did not wake up knowing all the steps to creating and managing and running a retreat and marketing a retreat. She did not wake up with this information. She decided to Google something or call somebody or read a book or look at a blog or hire a consultant or something. She made a choice to find out information. So 
um, I definitely encourage you and all of us together, if we if there's something out there that we think that might be interesting, is to just know that the information lies outside of us, and that's okay. <laughs> it's probably attached to another human. And as mentioned, if you want something, ask, 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 ask. And, you know, we, I might do another, I don't know what I want. I don't want to, I don't know what I can commit to, but I almost want to do another podcast on the skill of asking because asking is a skill. It is a learned skill. And I might link to something about that. But in any case, <laughs> thank you so much, Mary, for all that you shared. And for folks who want to continue to follow your work and hear more from you and want to continue the conversation, where can they find you? Well, probably uh, if they wanted to find out information about me, they could go to one of the websites, which is nurseretreats.com. That's about the retreat. To become an American Heart Association instructor is thecprpro.com. If they want to reach out to me personally and have a one-on-one conversation, they can uh, look me up on LinkedIn, Mary Turner RN, or Facebook, Mary Turner RN. They can call me. My cell phone number is 832 876 9917. All right. And side note, congratulations on those URLs. They're amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Wow. They're incredible. So very good. So thank you so much for joining us. And I look forward to staying in touch. Listeners, if you have any questions for me, as always, please reach out Amelia, A-M-E-L-I-A at solutionsbyamelia.com. And let's connect on LinkedIn, if not already. Um, I'll have all the links in the show notes in the show notes after the episode. So take care, Mary. Thank you for joining us. Okay, thanks for having me.